Hey guys, before we get into the show, I just want to let you know that I'm teaching my annual Dictate Your Fate workshop on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, and I would love for you to be there. It's $20. You can head to the link in my show notes and join us. We're going to go through a whole forecast for the year ahead of 2021. We're going to do a meditation. We're going to set our intentions for this year. We're going to choose our word for the year. And then three lucky participants who are on the call live on Zoom will get a mini reading with me. So I hope you can make it. Head on over to the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here on your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. And first things first, I have to start with an apology. I'm so sorry that I did not get a podcast out to you last week. As you know, there was a lot happening and it was really funny because I normally try to record the podcast on Monday or Tuesday. Well, in all honesty, I intend on doing it on Monday and it often happens on Tuesday. But the point is that on Monday, I just had this feeling like I want to wait until Tuesday in the election and Georgia. I just felt like we were going to have some information or something was going to happen that I'd want to cover as it relates to the stars. And for those of you outside of the U.S., we had a Senate runoff election that happened last Tuesday that was extremely consequential for Joe Biden's administration and how we're going to move forward as a country. And I wanted to wait for that. And then, of course, we all know what happened on Wednesday. I intended on recording in the afternoon and just when I was going to record, something major happened, which was the storming of the Capitol, the assault on the Capitol, the insurrection, whatever you want to call it. The act of terrorism is what I'm calling it. And so I was glued to my TV like the rest of many of you. I shouldn't say the rest of you because many of you are not in the U.S., but We were all glued to our TVs, and it was a very emotional, very traumatic time. In a lot of ways, it made me feel very similar to how I felt on September 11th, just watching the news, chaos, not knowing what's going on, feeling really helpless. So that was last week, and because I did not bring you a podcast last week, I wanted to just review how those things are mirrored in the stars. So as I always say, planets don't do things, people do things. So what happened on Wednesday, January 6th at the Capitol was a manifestation of Mars at 29 degrees Aries. So Mars had been in its home sign for six months because of that long retrograde that he had. 
That is very rare. We had six months of a lot of rage, a lot of frustration, a lot of energy that was pulsing through us from the election, from dealing with the pandemic, a lot of frustration because a lot of us are pent up, but we had all this energy because Mars and Aries is really energized. Now that retrograde period had a lot of us unearthing a lot of our feelings around rage, around anger, and possibly resentment. And of course, Mars gets to 29 degrees Aries after being in Aries for six months, and it all just came to a head. All that frustration, all that anger, all of that resentment. And so this has been amped up, you know, from a political perspective, we can talk about whose fault it is. It obviously lands on a lot of shoulders, but predominantly the person currently occupying the White House, although he shouldn't be, and all the Republicans in the Senate who chose to not impeach and remove him. But regardless, these people that chose to commit this act of terrorism, they have been riled up by misinformation, by rallies, by all of this really harmful propaganda that has been going on. So we had this insurrection 29 degrees Aries. There's a lot going on about what happened. Were the Capitol Police letting them in? Other Capitol policemen were fighting them off. There was there were definitely heroes and there were definitely accomplices. And the thing is, Mars moved into Taurus at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. So these people, there was absolute chaos for several hours. And then the National Guard was finally called in. And they arrived and they started to secure the area and people were leaving. And so that was 5.30 and later. So that's one of the very rare instances where we see a planet change signs and have a drastic impact on an external situation. And that's what we saw. You know, we saw absolute chaos for a few hours. And then Mars went into Taurus and it was like you snapped your fingers, the National Guard showed up and things started to be secured. So that's a little review of what happened last week and how it was impacted by Mars. Mars is a sign of the military, of the police force, of masculine energy, of aggression, of anger, of rage. So we saw all of those things. Mars is not a bad planet. We all have Mars in our chart. We all need Mars. It's our drive. It's our motivation. But this is a way that astrology can manifest when people put certain things in place that get people riled up and get them to act a certain way. And because the planets are energy, right? And we all can use energy to our benefit or to our demise. And in that moment, those terrorists were using the energy to their demise, for our demise, the demise of the country. They're putting a lot of people's lives in danger, not only the five individuals that were killed, but several Congress women so far, and potentially men who have contracted COVID because they were in these secluded areas undisclosed safe locations within the Capitol complex with Republican congressmen who wouldn't wear masks. At least two women today have 
tested positive for COVID who are in that situation. Moving on, another couple things that happened last week that are really important. Mercury moved into Aquarius, so he has joined the gang. We have a lot of planets in Aquarius right now, and we'll have more at the end of January and beginning of February. And Venus moved into Capricorn. And so Mercury in Aquarius can make us feel really lit up. It can make your mind really active. It might make you a little bit jumpy, a little restless. Venus in Capricorn can make us incredibly committed. So if you are looking at your finances, you might be able to really commit to a budget this year. It's a great time to get your stuff in order for your taxes. You might be um, searching to purchase something really fantastic that's high quality. Venus in Capricorn, she likes to be surrounded by quality, be surrounded by efficiency, be surrounded by the things that are well-made and well-done. So that's Venus in Capricorn. And so you might be feeling a little bit more responsible with your money and a little bit more interested in making long-term commitments in your relationships or with your habits. So that is all good stuff. I personally like Venus in Capricorn. Not everyone does, but I like her. I vibe with Venus in Capricorn. So on to this week. The main event for this week is that we have a new moon in Capricorn on Tuesday night Pacific time, midnight Wednesday Eastern time. So think about it. You're in bed on Tuesday night. When the clock strikes midnight and turns into Wednesday, that is when we have the new moon at 23 degrees Capricorn. A few things that are really important about this new moon. One is that it's a 23 degrees Capricorn. And if you've been listening to me for a year, then you might remember that Saturn and Pluto had their big conjunction that they only have every 35-ish years. They had that a year ago on January 12th at 22 degrees Capricorn. So whatever happened last year, January 12th, whatever was unfurling for you in your life early 2020, you might be feeling those things right now. So I had one client who wrote me. She actually texted me. So you may know that you can text me and join my text community. And I send out little astro tidbits through text, maybe once a week, sometimes twice a week. It's really not that often. But if you want to join, just text me. You can text me anything. Text me hello. Text me an astrology question. Text me your sun sign at 917-540-3401. And that's also in the show notes. Okay. So this client of mine, she wrote me and she said, I feel so heavy, so down in a way that I haven't felt for a long time. And this was today that she wrote me. And I'm recording this on Tuesday, the 12th. So this is the new moon in Capricorn. The new moon is at that 23 degree mark. It is triggering that 22 degree mark where we experienced that monumental conjunction at the beginning of 2020 that really shifted our whole lives and just really took the ground out from underneath us. And at the time, we didn't even know what that meant. Interestingly enough, on January 12th, 2020, when that conjunction occurred, that was the day they announced that coronavirus was a thing. 
So we weren't really paying that close attention, but it turned out that that thing that that was announced that day would be the thing that really shifted the foundation for all of us in 2020 and going forward. So this new moon is actually conjunct Pluto because while Pluto was only at 22 degrees last year, he's at 24 degrees now. Pluto moves very slow. He is an outer planet very far from us. So he moves very slowly. So that new moon Pluto conjunction, that means the sun, the moon, and Pluto are all really close together in the sky right now as I record. This new moon might not feel very new moony to you because it has that heaviness of Pluto. So now Pluto rules death and rebirth, transformation, our relationship with power. Pluto also rules the bowels. So when you think about Pluto, you're thinking about releasing the old, making space for the new, and that's part of the process of living. That's part of a healthy physical system, letting go of the toxic stuff that you don't want in you anymore and making space for your body to digest new information. So this new moon might feel like a clearing out more than a pulling in. And that's okay because new moons are this moment of the merging of the emptiness and seeding the potential. So we enjoy that moment of emptiness, of nothingness, of the sky being dark at night so that we can plant the seed for what we want to fill that darkness with as the moon grows. So I think that'll be really interesting to see how this moon cycle plays out. I also feel like this is a little goodbye to Pluto because Pluto has had so many planets hanging out with him in Capricorn all year. Really just a rabble-rousing bunch, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto. They've been hanging out in the late degrees of Capricorn for most of 2020. And now Pluto's going to be all alone soon. He's going to have a conjunction with Venus at the end of this month, at the end of January. But, you know, he's going to be hanging out by himself in Capricorn for a while. And we're going to be moving on and talking a lot about Aquarius as 2021 goes on. So this is really like a last hurrah for Pluto in Capricorn at the late degrees. And it might be making you feel a little bit anxious, a little bit restless. You might have a lot of unexpected things happening. And that has less to do with the new moon and Pluto, has everything to do with the fact that Mercury is squaring Uranus right now. So while Pluto has its fingerprints all over the bad vibes of 2020, the tough stuff in 2021 is Uranus is going to have its fingerprints all over. And Uranus is the change maker. So we'll talk a little bit more about Uranus as we're moving forward through the Astrocast this week. But I wanted to mention that simultaneously with the new moon conjunct Pluto, we have Mercury square Uranus. Mercury rules the minds and Uranus rules the nervous system. And when these two guys are in a square, I often find that people experience a lot of anxiety. So just know that this might not be the most comfortable new moon and you might have the old demons of anxiety and depression cropping up and that's okay. It will pass. Okay. 
It is a time where you might be feeling like you're trying to integrate the wisdom of 2020. You're trying to set sail with your New Year's intention, but you're also still grieving the loss of last year. Even if you haven't lost a loved one to COVID, we all lost things, whether it is that you had lost the ability to see friends and family, or you lost the ability to mark a special occasion like a wedding or a birthday. We all have lost things because of the pandemic or lost businesses. There's so many things that we've all lost. So there's a lot of grief and we really haven't even had time to pause and experience that grief. Pluto can help us do that because Pluto does give us the entry point to that pain. But it might feel right now like you're trying to integrate the wisdom, honor the loss, and Uranus is pounding on the door saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. And that's really unsettling. And that might be creating that sense of anxiety. If you do choose to set an intention with this new moon, which you don't have to. You can always skip a moon cycle. If you're like, I'm not feeling this new moon, don't worry about it. But if you do choose to set an intention with this new moon, I will say that this is a new moon that gives you a lot of commitment to whatever it is that you're setting your intention and attention on. If you set a New Year's intention this year, you probably will stick with it. There's a lot of stick with it energy right now between the Capricorn stuff, Pluto being involved because Pluto also has a lot to do with long-term commitments and also the Aquarius stuff. Aquarius is a fixed sign, so they're in it for the long haul as well. So there's a lot of stick to it energy right now. So if you do want to stick to something, this is a good time to set an intention around that. Personally, my intention, I set a very low bar this year. My intention for the new year and this new moon is to go to bed earlier because I just know that that's going to make me feel so much better and make it easier for me to deal with whatever challenges show up. And if I go to bed earlier, it'll be easier for me to get up earlier and do my practice in the morning. So that is my new year's intention. That is my new moon and Capricorn intention. And Capricorn is a sign that really prides itself on being pragmatic, realistic. And so I set a pragmatic and realistic goal. And I suggest that if you decide that you want to set an intention, that that is something you want to do. It should be something that's realistic and pragmatic and grounded, not necessarily pie in the sky. We will have so much time for pie in the sky next month when we hit the new moon in Aquarius. I think things might feel a little more dreamy. And as the year goes on, we'll have a lot more air energy and pie in the sky might just feel a little bit more in alignment than it does right now. Okay. So the other thing about this new moon is that it has the backdrop of Mars square Saturn. And so we had Mars square Saturn from, you know, mid to late August to late September. Pretty much we had a month of Mars square Saturn. Now at the time Mars was in Aries and Saturn was in Capricorn and That was like, if you remember me saying, that felt like, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, I'm in charge. That's what that felt like. 
very frustrating. It really does embody that sense of feeling locked in. And we all felt locked in. There's a feeling with that Mars wants to go, go, go. It likes to move fast. Saturn likes to be slow and meticulous. So when these guys square, it feels like Saturn is a wet blanket on that Mars energy. The Mars wants to get up and go. And Saturn says, no, we got to make sure that we punch the destination into the GPS and we got to check the traffic and did you go to the bathroom? Do we have water? That's Saturn. Mars is like, let me go. I want to get on my motorcycle and ride and feel the wind in my hair. And so, you know, they're just very different. You know, Mars is in the motorcycle and Saturn is in the the Volvo sedan. So that's, they just have different ways of operating in the world. We all have all the planets in our chart and we all need them because they give us different parts of ourselves. And so there are times that this Mars square Saturn is a really important transit because it slows us down and keeps us from making mistakes. It's not a bad thing, but it might be an uncomfortable thing. So We had that Mars square Saturn for nearly a month at the end of the summer. Now we have Mars square Saturn again, but they are now in different signs. So now it's an entirely different experience because you have Mars, which is now finally in Taurus, and you have Saturn, which is now finally in Aquarius. And we're on the heels of that great conjunction. We had the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on December 21st at zero degrees Aquarius. And now these guys are squaring. And it's really interesting because back on March 31st of 2020, we had Mars conjunct Saturn at zero degrees Aquarius. Are you seeing a theme? So there's something about that zero degrees Aquarius that's very potent for us right now. What is interesting to me is that Mars and Saturn had that conjunction. And so this square that we're going to, we're experiencing this week is an opening square, which means it's the continuation of that story from that conjunction on March 31st, 2020. And It doesn't take an astrologer to figure out what that story is. And the story, at least here in the U.S., is the pandemic. So 331 was when we were like, oh, wow, this is serious. And we're not going to be locked down for just two weeks. This is going to be quite a while. That's when things got really serious. And then here in New York, we were really the ones that were being hard hit at the time. But I think for many of us, regardless of where you lived in the U.S. or in North America, it started to get really scary at the end of March. So now things are worse than ever, yet life is plugging forward and we are more open than we were then and there's more things going on and there are some people that are back at work and there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. And we have this first square And if you know me and you've been listening to me for a while, you know that squares are challenging. They are hard aspects. We are about to probably hit the biggest peak we've had. And Mars is squaring Saturn. Unfortunately, it's not surprising. But astrology mirrors 
what's going on on the planet. So planets don't make things happen, people do. There would be a different manifestation of this energy for us if the pandemic weren't going on. But of course, the pandemic is going on, so we can't help but find the patterns and see the mirrors. Some dates to take note of in terms of this pattern. We have the conjunction of these two guys at zero degrees Aquarius, 331. Now we are having this opening square this week. Technically, it is on Wednesday the 13th, early in the morning Eastern time, but we're feeling it all week. Then we're going to have an opposition. Mars is going to oppose Saturn on July 1st, and then we'll have the closing square November 10th. And then they will join again in Aquarius, but later in Aquarius on April 4th, 2022. And I imagine that that is when a new story will be seeded. So I would say if this turns out to be an accurate pattern, that we might really be working with this pandemic stuff until April 2022. But frankly, that is what a lot of the experts and epidemiologists are saying. So it doesn't seem like the astrology is too far off on that one. And I did say at the beginning of this year that with all of this air energy, with all this Aquarian energy, air moves things faster. So it's not surprising that we're seeing all of this stuff about a new variant, a new strain. It's not surprising to me that the virus is moving faster while the vaccine is picking up speed as well. And I think we're going to see those things on two parallel train tracks for a little while, at least for the next month or two, before we see a real shift. But fingers crossed, things shift faster than we imagine. Okay, so speaking of Aquarius, Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius, but Uranus is not in his home sign of Aquarius. He is uncomfortably in the sign of Taurus, where he's been for a few years and will be there for a few more because, again, outer planets move slow. Okay, so Uranus is stationing direct this week. So that means that we are feeling him intensely. Whenever an outer planet stations direct or stations to retrograde, that's when we feel it most acutely. The rest of the time, it really doesn't have an impact on us unless it is touching something in our natal chart or there is a per, there is an inner planet in the sky like Mars or Venus or Mercury or the sun or the moon that is talking to that outer planet. So when these guys station, it's really when they want to be felt and when they're, when our attention is drawn to them. So this Thursday, we have Uranus stationing direct and you might feel the upheaval of this. And so it is a scary time here in the States. And I apologize to my listeners who are not in the States because there's a lot of U.S. political talk this week, but it is a scary time, and I don't think that things are going to be less scary until after January 20th, not only because that's Inauguration Day and I'm looking forward to Joe Biden being my president, but because the astrology is a little a little jumpy. So Uranus stations direct on Thursday, as I mentioned. We're already feeling this upheaval, 
I think this also had something to do with what was going on last week. I mean, I think Mars was the primary culprit, but I think this Uranus station was probably already being felt. Venus will trine Uranus on Wednesday, and that is going to be kind of nice. So on Wednesday, that's a great day to do some creative work. That's a great day to research some investments. Great day to invest. Venus and Capricorn, Uranus and Taurus, two earth signs that love to manage their money. So Wednesday is a great day to research some investments, maybe make some investments. Jupiter's also going to square Uranus this week on Sunday. I mentioned that because your Jupiter is the amplifier. He amplifies whatever he touches. So on Sunday, I am concerned that when Jupiter squares Uranus, there's going to be an amplification of the shakeup, of the upheaval, of the chaos, of the confusion. Sunday is a great day to avoid controversial topics with people that you love unless you want to have the fight. The thing about Uranus is that it always wants to shake things up for good or for bad. So I always joke that Uranus is the equal opportunity shitster, also known as your favorite real housewife who you hate to love and love to hate. So that's Uranus. Some of the words or adjectives that I use to describe Uranus are impulsive, radical, innovative, rebellious, Upheaval, breakdown, breakthrough, change, awakening, originality, progressive, instigation, individual freedom. So there's a lot about Uranus and Aquarius that leads people to think it's good change. It's change for the community because Aquarius is the sign of the group. But Uranus wants change for the sake of change. So that is where it can get a little dicey and a little bit scary. So we have to be really focused and attentive on our intention with what we want to change, why we want to change it, and how we want to change it. So this week, be really clear with your energy when it comes to that and just be on the lookout for things to be a little unexpected, you know, on the minor level with that Mercury square Uranus, which we have right now with this new moon, it can just make technology and things feel a little weird. It might feel a little Mercury retrograde-ish. I, the other day, like I've taught like well over a hundred yoga classes on Zoom this year. I've recorded them all. And for the first time, I didn't record a class the other day and I couldn't believe it. And so that's very Mercury square Uranus where all of a sudden you just have something happen or you make a mistake that you just can't believe you made. It's Mercury square Uranus. Speaking of Mercury retrograde, side note, Mercury enters its pre-retrograde shadow this week on Friday. Yes, Mercury retrograde is coming. We will talk about it later this month. Not to be scared, just to be aware. And for the next few weeks, just double check your emails before you send them. Double check your work. That's all you got to do. Back up your computer. Do those upgrades now before Mercury retrograde comes. Okay, so what else is happening this week? As if that's not enough. This is a huge week. This is so much astrology. There's so much happening right now. Thank you for bearing with me if you're still listening because it's a lot and I know it's a lot and I feel like we're all so tired and we're all 
really needing a rest and this stuff is not letting up. But we have one last difficult transit this week and then we will get a somewhat nice weekend. (laughs) So on Thursday, the sun conjuncts Pluto. So on the heels of this new moon with Pluto, on Thursday, the sun will conjunct Pluto and will illuminate more of the secrets, more of the trauma, more of the stuff that needs to be released. So we might find out more information on Thursday about what happened last week. Don't be surprised if we do. But you might be noticing that there is some old stuff deep down that is coming up and needs to be released. So pay attention to what's coming up and give yourself space this week to process the grief, process the loss, process the emotions, and find a way to work with it so you can release it so it doesn't weigh you down. I think that the blessing of this week is that it can be incredibly cathartic. It's unfortunate that we have political public events that are causing us so much more trauma while we have astrology this week that really could be incredibly cathartic and healing, although challenging and difficult. So it's really, it's unfortunate. So before we move on and I go through the moons and review the week with you, because I know there's a lot, so I want to go day by day so you don't feel like you are totally confused and didn't get when this or that was happening. Before we go back and review the week, I just want to mention that next week is a big week as well. We're going to have the sun move into Aquarius on Tuesday and Mars is going to conjunct Uranus on Wednesday, which is inauguration day, January 20th. It's also going to be Mars will be in Taurus. Uranus is in Taurus. They'll come together and the moon will be in Taurus and Joe Biden's moon is in Taurus, his natal moon. So very interesting that he is being sworn in on a day where Mars, your drive, your motivation, your masculine energy is joining together with changemaker Uranus and his natal moon in Taurus. So that could be really good for him. It could also be really scary because Mars conjunct Uranus with the energy we have right now could be an overdrive of testosterone with a desire to shake things up. And we could see something again, like last week, but Hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, law enforcement, everybody is doing their job and on top of it, and we will be safe and everybody will be safe. But sun moves into Aquarius as well. So the Aquarius energy is going to really ramp up next week. So let's go through the days of the week just for a quick recap, and I'll tell you the moon signs, and I'll tell you which major transits to look out for each day. So on Monday, the moon moved into Capricorn, the dark of the moon before the new moon. So the sky at night is completely dark. We had Mercury conjunct Jupiter, which is a nice, sweet little transit that can make you just feel a little bit um, more lit up mentally. And then on Tuesday, we had Mercury square Uranus. So Mercury's in Capricorn, Uranus is in Taurus, they're squaring. Remember, that can create a lot of restlessness. It also can create a lot of anxiety. Those guys are going to be still pretty much in a square as we head into the new moon. New moon happening when the sun and the moon come together at 23 degrees Capricorn. That's at midnight Eastern time. So just when the 
calendar flips from Tuesday to Wednesday. And shortly after that, six hours later at 6.02 a.m. Eastern, Mars and Taurus squares Saturn in Aquarius. And that is the tough one. That is like one of the real tough ones this week. It wouldn't be surprising to me if we see Wednesday as probably the biggest day yet for COVID cases and maybe a record-breaking day for quite some time, but we'll see. It's really a transit that we're feeling all week. It's pretty intense, so it's not just that day, but watch Wednesday and see what pops up. On Thursday, Uranus stations direct. Remember, we're feeling him all week. We probably were feeling him last week. He wants our attention because he's stationing direct. It's his time to shine. Something else to note about this is once he's direct, we're going to have all direct planets. So we're going to have all direct planets for several months other than that Mercury retrograde. So things are going to start to move a lot faster. I forgot to tell you, the moon changes signs on Wednesday and Um, At 1144 a.m. on Wednesday, the moon enters Aquarius. We're going to be feeling more Aquarian for a few days in there as well. The moon enters Pisces on Friday. Now, Friday and Saturday are your nicest days this week. So those are great days if you want to relax a little bit. And hopefully there won't be as much tumult and chaos on Sunday, we have Jupiter square Uranus, and that is a day that I'm a little worried about because Jupiter will amplify the change-making, shit-stirring, chaos-making of Uranus. And that's it. On the same day of Uranus direct, the sun conjuncts Pluto. So, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, pretty intense. Friday, Saturday, really nice. Sunday, you know beware. And then next week, we'll talk on Monday. I will really try to get the podcast out to you on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, because I know next week is going to be a really big week. And we're going to be having a lot of anxiety with the inauguration on Wednesday, or at least I will be having a lot of anxiety with the inauguration on Wednesday. Okay, guys, have an awesome, awesome week. I'm teaching my annual dictate your fate workshop on sunday if you want to join me you can check out the link in the show notes and sign up i'll go over the astrology of the year we'll do a short meditation and a writing exercise and finally three lucky live participants will get a mini reading with me right there so um, head to the link in the show notes and sign up all right i'll talk to you next week Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.